Hallelujah. Is that what you're here to do? To give yourself away, your own thoughts, what you think about things, how you think it ought to be. Just put it in his, his hands. He's big enough. Amen. Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer today. Father, we just want to say how much we love you, Lord. How much we appreciate you, Father. You're always, you're always there for us, Lord. We're so thankful for that. We ask, Lord, that you would come tonight, Lord, in a real special way, Lord. We just feel it in ourselves, Lord, and we know, God, you have the answers and you have the needs. You're the need supplying God. Lord, we just ask that the light of God would just break out over our hearts, drive out all the darkness away and all the funny feelings and all the things, Lord, and we've allowed to build up. Just, just wash it all away by your blood. We submit our hearts to you today, Father. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Micah 2 and verse 12 and uh, also 2 Samuel 5. And uh, verse 19, I'd like to speak to you tonight. Uh, this chapter says, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I like that. He's not, he's not interested in leaving a hoof behind. He's not interested in making a pact with the devil. You take these and I'll take these. No, all that are mine, I'm going to take. All of thee, and I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. And I will put them together as the sheep of Basra, as the flock in the midst of their fold. And they shall make great noise by the reason of the multitude of men. And the breaker is come up before them. They have broken up, or in other words, they have broken out of what held them. And have passed through the gate and are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them. And the Lord on the head of them. Also, I want to look at Second uh, Samuel five and verse nineteen. We know this story of uh, David at Ziglag. He said, "The Lord." And David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into my hand?" And the Lord said unto David, "Go up, for I will doubtlessly deliver." the Philistines into thy hand. I love that. I will doubtlessly deliver, doubtless deliver the Philistines in thy hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. You know, I was just looking back there as we was preparing preparing to come out. It means, that word bell parism means the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough. Amen. We'll let you be seated. I'd like to speak to you on the light, the breaker. The light, the breaker. The breaker is a word that means... To break through, to break over, to burst, to breach, to break out, to break open, to break in pieces, to break out violently upon. 
And that's what he's described here in our scripture as the breaker. Amen, as the breaker. And I, I was just thinking of the word breaker. You know, we use the break of dawn. How that the light, when it breaks over the horizon, it actually begins to send the ray of light out. And no matter the darkness or whatever's going on, light begins to push back all the darkness. And as you know, we've been on that for quite some time. And, and, and I was just thinking about that, though, in where we're living. Amen. We know that in the evening time, there shall be light again. And we see the light that is breaking upon, amen, evening time, which is, has an evening time people that are receiving the light of the word. And, and I, I believe that there is a breakout or a breaking upon that not only is he breaking up the enemies that has held us and the enemies that has tried to keep us from our inheritance, amen, and he's, but he's breaking us out of our, our things that we've, uh, our traditions or the things that we've held, amen, for hundreds of years or 50 years or 40 years or five years, he's allowing those things to be broken off of us so we can go on with him. And I love how the scripture puts it, the breaker shall come up before them, but not just before them, he's also the one who leads the way. And I looked at that, you know, the breaker, there's different things that are, that it goes to that. You know, there's a ship that goes into the frozen tundra or the frozen north and the Arctic, and you can go through just very thick ice and begin to push its way, and it begins to break through that ice so that other ships could pass through there. And, and you know, and I, I think of I think of that as we're not on this battle or on this trail alone, but there's already been somebody that has made the way. There's already been somebody that has went through the trials that we're facing. He's already been somebody that's facing the situations that we're going through even today. Amen. The things in our lives or the situations that we don't know how to handle or we don't know how to get. He's there breaking it. He's already broken it up. He's already handled it. He's already got the answer for it. And we know we can trust him in this time that we're living in. And you know, and I, I was looking at this thought on David just, just very briefly. I haven't actually got to really delve into it, but just before I came out and he's the Lord of the breakthrough. Amen. And he's the God of the breakthrough. And so David here is in a very tough situation as we know as he's lost his family and he's lost things and and David you'll follow David's life you'll find it's from one battle to another battle it's from one moment to another moment dealing with the enemy amen sounds like a lot like us you go from one moment and you get past that and it's another moment again you get past that and you go through another moment amen it's every enemy is listen we, we, we sing the song God never stops in the way maker miracle worker he never stops working well let me tell you the devil don't ever stop either. He's constantly coming against us. He's constantly trying to push us back. He's constantly trying to make us stop for just a second and doubt our God-given call and position in this life. And so he's, he's always there. And this was David's life. It was constantly from one battle to another battle. And I thought it was very well put together here as I was looking at this real quick. He was going from one battle to another battle. He would drive the Philistines out and he'd face them again somewhere else. And on later down in the in the scripture, it was a valley of Rephim, which is which means from which I've already been healed from, or means I've already dealt with this. 
And so here he is going from one battle to another battle, amen, but the breaker was there with him every step of the way. And we know the story as he inquired, amen, he went down and he was able to gather back all of his family and all the goods and bring them all back. And he brought them back and he said, behold, my God has come like a flood upon my enemy. He's come against him and he has broken them up that I may be able to gather what is rightfully mine. And I'm thankful I've served that same God. God is not interested in leaving us behind. He's not interested in leaving one person behind, but he's going to go through the hardest valleys or where the darkest places, wherever he's got to see, he's going to go after them. Amen. And we know that he's going to be there with us and he's going to move that through impossibilities. When things look impossible, he's going to move through that. Because he's the breaker. He's the battering ram. He's the head. He's leading this army. You're not alone. You're not the one in charge. He's the one in charge. And he's pushing it on through to victory. I'm thankful for that. We're not pushing to another defeat or another letdown. We're pushing to a victory. And that's what we're looking for. And I, and I was looking at this thought and I began to think about, Brother Brandon would bring out Arnold von Rinkelrid of Switzerland and how he would look at his homeland and how they'd been attacked and surrounded by the German armies and things. And, and they, they were there to try to defend their homes and defend their families and, and defend their, their God-given rights and their God-given privileges. And, and they're looking at a great army that was trained and, and seemed impossible, looked like a brick wall and spears and shields and the top the top notch helmets and the top notch shields and everything and all they had was a few sickles and a few hoes and a few things that they could get together and it looked like they were going to to face utter defeat it looked like they were very they were helpless they had no answer but there was this young man that said you know he said inspiration struck him and he he began to look at that army and he began to get very angry he said because because behind him was his sweetheart. Behind him was his homeland. Behind him was what God had given him and before him was the enemy that was trying to take that from him. Amen. I believe we ought to get angry at our enemy. Amen. The light of God actually, Brother Branham said he would look there at that Red Sea out of that light, out of that pillar of fire with angry eyes. And that Red Sea would begin to move back and begin, he said matter of fact, it moved back and so fast in such a way and that fire began to burn down through there. He said they walked across on dry land. He said, why? They didn't even get their feet muddy. Ever been in a slop, you know, in an old pond somewhere and step off in it? I remember where we used to baptize, you would go up to almost your knees in mud. You know how long it would take for you to be able to walk across something that's been wet that long and not just get your feet, not get your feet wet, but not even get mud on them. Amen. The fire of God began to look at the blockage that was before the people of God with angry eyes and begin to look at it and begin to challenge it. Oh, I love it when the Holy Spirit begins to challenge the devil. Amen. Begins to say, you don't belong here. You're in the, you're in my people's way. You're in the way to the promised land and you're going to move back and my people's going to cross you. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that the pillar of fire tonight is looking through angry eyes at at cancer and looking through angry eyes at at bitterness and looking through angry eyes at unforgiveness and looking through angry eyes and saying, you will not hold my people back. You will not hold them back from the promises of God, but you're going to let them go through. Amen. You're going to let them go through to victory. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And you know, this man began to look with angry eyes and he got tired of what was before him and, and the shouts that was over there and the taunts that was over there. And he said, look, man, I just kissed my wife and three children goodbye. There's a little home there and they're standing at the door watching for me to come home. But this day, I'm going to give my life for Switzerland. What are you going to do? You just follow me and with whatever you got to fight, you fight with all that's in you. Amen. What are you going to do? He said he threw down what he had in his hand and he seen that great army coming. He looked all over it until he found the very thickest of spears where there was the greatest garrison, where it was the worst. Where was the toughest to make it through? And he began to make his way straight for the worst. And he screamed out, make way for liberty. And he screamed again, make way for liberty. And he ran straight to those spears and he gathered them and plunged them into his chest. And it was such a display of heroism that it routed the army. And those little Swiss men with sticks and stones and sickle blades began to fight and begin to fight with everything they had. And they haven't had a war since. Amen, that that kind of heroism is seldom compared with and never exceeded. Switzerland today still remembers it. What that man did, he said, oh, brothers and sisters, that was such a small thing. One day, our race was backed up against a wall. Oh, they had prophets, they had laws, and they had killed the prophets and destroyed the law. And Adam's race was backed up, helpless and hopeless against an oncoming enemy. He said, but the devil and all his hosts were saying, I got him, I got him. But one stepped out of glory. Hallelujah. The breaker came down. And he looked at the worst part. He looked at hell itself and he said, I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it in my body and I'm going to overcome it so the rest of them can overcome. Hallelujah. He said, well-trained spirit beings, these demons of hell, mortals, that was no match for them. What could they do? They were helpless. But there was one who wasn't helpless. And he stepped out from the glories of glory. Amen. He said, I'll go down. I'll go down and give my life for Adam's race. And when he was here on earth, he found the darkest spot of spears. It was death, the darkest place. And he grabbed an armful of them at Calvary and plunged them to his death. And he left the commission with his church, that little ragged group, uneducated, illiterate. He never left them with just sticks and stones to fight with, but he left them with the greatest weapon in the church's hands it's ever had. He said, follow me and fight with all that's in you. He led the way. He led the way. You might feel helpless tonight. You might feel hopeless tonight, but there's somebody that's already went there. There's already somebody that fought cancer and overcome. There's already somebody that fought sugar diabetes and overcome. There's already somebody that fought mind battles and overcome. I'm gonna tell you something tonight. I'm looking at something with angry eyes. There's a devil that's coming and attacking one of our young girls in the night and coming and taunting her. I'm sick and tired of that nonsense. 
the church of the living God ain't got to put up with it. We got to put up with that torment spirit. There's already been one that come and conquered it. And I'm here to let that tormenting devil that wants to show up to a little girl's house and torment her, you come to the wrong place. There is a light here that is looking at you with angry eyes. So you take your slimy hands and you go back to hell where you came from. We don't have to put up with it. We're not going to put up with it. When he was on earth, he conquered. He, he was the breaker. He conquered sicknesses. He conquered blindness. He conquered leprosy. He conquered deafness. He conquered uh, palsy. He conquered uh, uh, mental problems. He conquered it all. Amen. Just in case I left one out, he conquered it all. Amen. He showed I am the breaker and he broke. Amen. He broke blindness. He broke deafness. He broke spirits of torment. He broke. Amen. That would hold men and hold them bound for years. And he would walk out of a boat, cross a stormy sea and go. What was it? He was the breaker. The waves were trying to break him, but they couldn't conquer him because he was the breaker. And he would stand there and say, peace be still, because he had a job to do. There was somebody on the other side that were being tormented by spirits and tormented by demons of hell and tormented by things in their life. And he had the word that would set them free. And he wasn't going to let a few waves get in his way. He wasn't going to let a little trouble get in his way. Oh, church of the living God, we also have the breaker with us. And we're not we're not going to let a little trouble get in our way. We're not going to let nothing stop us. We're going to go to victory. We're going to go to complete victory. Till we set every captive free that's God's children. He knew the authority. Man, a man, when a man lay in the grave, he conquered death. Sicknesses, when maniac came out to destroy him. The maniac realized he was a son of God. He said, oh, if you'll cast us out, suffer us to go to that bunch of hogs. For he knew the authority that Jesus Christ had. He conquered the devil everywhere he met him. Hallelujah. And he not only conquered in himself, but he left the commission to the church that you ask anything in my name and that I'll do. Fight with what's in your hands. Well, I'm not a preacher, okay? Yeah, let's quote. If it's singing, yep. sing the gospel. Amen. If you can't do nothing but whistle, whistle as loud as you can for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can't do no more than pat your hands, pat them with all you got. Conquer with whatever that's in your hands. Clap them in such a way that all the neighbors will love you. Amen. Man. Hallelujah. Whistle in such a way that all the denominations will know that you belong to Christ. Conquer them. 
We're living in a day when the social gospel is becoming predominant. When churches are uniting themselves together, making a social religion, it's a terrible day. That's right, to take all the deity and all the glory away from Christ, trying to make him just a prophet. If Christ was just a prophet, we're everyone lost. But he was more than a prophet. He was God. You say, well, that's just a nominate. No, no, no. That's right here in our ranks. Brother Brown would tell that story, you heard it many times, about a woman who says, there's one thing I don't like about your, your meetings, your speaking, what is it? You try to magnify Christ too much. You brag on him too much. You try to make him more than what he is. I don't know if we could ever make him more than what he is. <laughs> Amen. If I, he said, if I had 10,000 languages, I would exhaust them and never, could never explain what he really is. He's worthy of every praise. Hallelujah. She said, well, Mr. Branham, I urge you away from the platform that you're a fundamentalist according to the word. Yes, if I explained to you and proved to you by the word that he was just a man, you try to make him deity. I said he was deity. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. I said, if he's, if he's just a prophet, we're all lost. She said, I'll prove it. Well, prove it if the Bible said that. She said, well, we went down the grave of Lazarus and St. John, the 11th chapter of the Bible said he wept. And if he'd have been deity, he could not weep. So that made him nothing but just an ordinary man no that made him God because he knew where he was bringing Lazarus from and he knew what he was bringing him back to again come on somebody amen he said sister your argument's no good I, you failed to see you saw the man but you still failed to see God in the man it's the truth when he went down to the grave of Lazarus he was weeping like a man but when he pulled those little shoulders back you've seen it before when he pulled those little shoulders back and he said Lazarus come forth he said that was more than a man hallelujah hallelujah and he's pulling them little shoulders back tonight again and saying you devil amen that's been tormenting sister Leah Carr you let her go we ain't taking your nonsense no more I'm sick of it It ain't just me. God's sick of it. You have tried to destroy her. You have tried to take her down. And you hadn't won yet. And you're not going to win. So take your greasy, hammy, slimy hands off of God's property. Resurrection voice went for a dead man. Oh, let me tell you the resurrected voice, resurrection voice, the power is in this building tonight. You may not be dead in the, behind a stone somewhere, but you might be dead in sins and trespasses, dead in unbelief, and don't know who you really are. But there's a voice, and there's a God here that's squaring his shoulders back, and he's saying, Come forth, come forth. The devil's trying to seal you in tombs of bitterness and tombs of unforgiveness. Come out of there. He's a mighty conqueror. 
Oh, he was a man when he came off the mountain and was hungry and had nothing to eat. But when he looked at that fig tree and it didn't have no fruit, he said, cursed be you. And it was withered in just a few moments. The disciples marveled at it. He was a man when he was hungry, but when he took five biscuits and two little fish and he fed 5,000, that was more than a man. <laughs> he would tear that fish off and another piece was there. And it wasn't just, just caught. He didn't have to clean it, gut it, cook it. It was already prepared. Do you realize God's got a blessing prepared for you? Just as I heard, about, if you ain't listened to it, I believe it's still online. Brother Wayne's Lawson's preached it a few times, in line for a miracle. What you do is you don't get out of line. You don't let a devil get you out of line. Nope, I'm here to receive it. I'm here to get my portion. I ain't leaving till I got it. Because the breaker is here. And he's breaking off love, and he's breaking off compassion, and he's breaking off forgiveness, and he's breaking off all the things that I have need of, and I'm going to receive what I have need of. Fed 5,000, that was more than a man. That was God in a man, Christ Jesus' deity. Truly, if he was a man in the back of a little boat, the night when 10,000 devils swore they'd drown and flopping around like a little bottle stopper in that sea, the devil seeing, oh, we got him now. But when he woke up and he put his little foot on the bow of that boat and he said, peace be still. Could you imagine? Devils were riding in waves. We got him. We got him. All of a sudden, they seen him stand up. I'm almost there. Just wait a minute. I'm almost there. Come on. Let me get there. Let me get there. Let me. No. Peace be still. Yeah. Calmness. The breaker was there. He was more than a man. He was a man when he cried for mercy. He died like a man. But on Easter morning, when the seal of the Roman government was put over there and they tried to seal the tomb and they tried to put guards around and they tried to do everything they could to keep him in it. I heard something the other day I thought was so wonderful. If he wanted to in that body, he could have just walked out and that stone still be there. It could have still been sealed. The Roman army could have never known nothing about it. But he broke out of there and he rolled that stone away so you would know he came out. Amen. He broke it and he cast it to the side. Amen. And, he, and, and when, the, when the children, the two women came, what was it? There was an angel sitting on the stone. The very thing they had used to try to hold him in a tomb, they were now sitting on it. What happened? The breaker came and he cast that old thing away and now you can sit on it. Now you can rise above it. Now it's not holding you, you're holding it. Come on, somebody. That devil can be broke out of your life and it won't no longer hold you, but you'll be holding it. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He was more than a man. He was more than a man. He was God's mighty conqueror. He said, oh, how we should love him tonight. How we should praise him. 
How should we should love one another as he loved us and gave himself for us that we might be more than conquerors through him who conquered sickness, death, and hell. You understand that thought on more than a conqueror? It wasn't Muhammad Ali got the check for the fight. He was the great conqueror, but when he got home, he handed it to her wife, his wife. She was more than a conqueror. She didn't have to fight a lick. She didn't have to take a punch. She didn't have to go down to death. <laughs> Come on now. She didn't have to go down to hell. She didn't have to do none of that. He came back and said, here, it's yours. I give you the keys. You don't even have to go down there. He don't even have to experience what's down there. I already experienced it for you. So you're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Because you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go down to death. Amen. Death and hell, you have the keys to it. It's been given to you, and you have authority over it. Did you hear what I said? You have the authority over death. Did we not just say that death was the darkest spot he took? Well, then if you got the authority over death, it's the strongest, most powerful, amen, the, the, the worst part, and you got it. It's under your feet. So under death is cancer, sugar diabetes, any kind of sickness, any kind of sin, any kind of thing, it's all stacked up underneath him. Amen. What was that when the breaker came and he, and he brought those five kings out and he sat there and he laid them all out and he put them, they said, you come put your foot on their neck. And they all came and they put their foot on. What was they doing? They were showing, I got the king, but I also got his kingdom. I have authority over the king and I also have authority over his kingdom. Do you realize when the devil lost at Calvary, he does not even have authority at his own house? He can only go as far as the pillar of fire let him go. There's something called a breaker in your house. Some of you have to look for it because all of a sudden you'll be cooking some popcorn. Pop. Something wrong with this dumb thing. You realize, oh, the electricity's been cut off. Well, let me go find the issue. And you go searching for your breaker box. How many knows you got a breaker box? Okay, good. And there, you know there's breakers in a breaker box. Okay, good. And you go and you open it up and you say, no, no, that, there it is. And you flip it back over and electricity comes in. A breaker is something that cuts the current off. It makes it where it can't go no further. It can only go so far. And when, amen, when it's time for it to, to be broke, you can go in there yourself. And you may need to work on a certain outlet or certain, sometimes you got to flip off every switch till you find it. But if you got them, you've done the right thing and you marked them, you go say, well, this is the one I'm working on, pop. And you go check it, yep, it's off. And you go work on it. But if you ever turn the wrong one off, you'll know it, right? But there's a breaker there, and it is not, it's only allowing the electricity to run through it. But once the, flip, the switch is flipped, it can't go there no more. And this is the breaker, amen. He's, he's allowing the devil to do certain things and allowing him to go certain places. But there comes a point that he just switches it off and he can't go no further. He lost his power. He don't have power to do anymore. He 
can scream, he can holler, he can do all, he can throw a fit, he can throw a five, five-year-old hissy fit. It doesn't matter. He don't have power to go any further. This is what he told him when he came up to Job. He said, well, he serves you because you got a wall built around him. He said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take the wall down. He said, but you do anything but take his life. There was a breaker put there. He said, you can only go so far and you won't go any further. Did you hear me, devil? You can only go so far and you can't go no further because there's a breaker that's been placed upon you from Calvary. The sickness, he never preached a funeral. Death couldn't stay in his presence. And it still can't. How could death and life live together? They can't do it. That's the reason today when the church is born to the spirit of the living God, death and life can't hold together. Something takes place and Christ comes in and it conquers our passions, conquers our desires, conquers everything ungodly about us because he lives. We can live also. He conquers everything already did and is laying in our hands just to receive it. We see him on this earthly ministry as a conqueror. Certainly we do. But now let's watch him after he died. He still went on conquering. It never ended in the grave. His soul descended into hell and he preached in the spirits that were in prison, souls that were in prison and repented not in the long suffering days of Noah. I can see him as the heavens and earth turned black and rocks had belched upon the mountains, whole heavens and moon and stars refused to shine. He conquered it. He went down there to where they were at, where the people made fun of Enoch and they made fun of Noah and they laughed. But they knew now the conqueror's here. The breaker's here. The devil, he says, I'll see him go past all of them. <laughs> I love how he puts it. And he knocked on the sooty devil doors of the devil's hell. The sooty doors of the devil's hell. And the devil comes to his door, and we can see him as he looks. <laughs> Here you are, after all. I sure thought I had you when I killed those prophets down through those ages. I sure thought I had you when I had cut John's head off in prison. But now, after all, you're here. Stupid devil. All of a sudden, he said, I can hear him as he began to speak. He straightens his shoulders back. Must be a sure sign of something. Shoulders come back. Satan, I'm the virgin-born son of the living God. My blood is still wet on the cross. I paid the price. I've come, I have come down. I have conquered, and I've come to take over. I've come to strip you of everything you ever claimed you had. And he reached over on his side, Satan's side, and he jerked the keys of death and hell off of him, and he kicked him back into hell where he belonged, and he liked to shook the hinges off the door when he slammed it in his face. Oh, hallelujah. He now put him on his side. He said, what's the church scared about tonight? We don't have a reason to be scared. He conquered Satan. He conquered sickness. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And remember, there was some more that went with him. He passed by paradise, and all of a sudden, the doors come open, and Sarah and Abraham said, hey, that's the one that met us under that oak tree. 
there he is. Amen. There's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Daniel said, there's the one who was with me in the lion's den. Three Hebrew children said, yep, I've been telling you boys, that's the one that met me in the fire. He was there when I was about to die. He was there when my last hope, but here he is now. What are we doing, Lord? What's the next command? Come on with me. We're going to take a little trip. We're going to make a little whistle stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he made a little whistle stop. And they began to appear among many until they was beginning to be recognized. I pray you make some real whistle stop here tonight. On that four o'clock Sunday morning, he stepped out of the grave. More than a conqueror. Conquered. As he was speaking in his last moments, he was had so conquered everything around him that gravitation began to be conquered. And light began to come under his feet. And hundreds of brethren watching as he begins to move up ascending. Him and the Old Testament saints going into glory. And they just move right into the air. All of a sudden, Old Testament saints came inside of that beautiful city. And they screamed out with one great blast that shook the heaven. Lift up, you everlasting gates. Be ye lifted up. Let the king of glory come in. Let the king of glory come in. And I say lift up, evening like tabernacle. Lift up. Let the king of glory come in. Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads. Amen. We're not going down to defeat. We're rising up. Hallelujah. We're about ready to walk over every cancer, every spirit of hell, everything as we, they watch us take our body change. Lift up. You're talking about a welcome home. Those gates swung open. Oh, hell, the power of Jesus' name. He came to the Father's throne. Father, here they are. They were faithful over a few things. Get up here, son, and sit on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. And there he stands tonight. Lo, behold the mighty conqueror. Lo, and behold him in plain view. For he's a mighty conqueror since he rent the veil in two. It used to be a problem to go beyond the veil. Now it's a problem not to go beyond the veil. Because the breaker came. They couldn't go there. Only the high priest could go there. And they could only one go once a year into the Holy of Holies. But now, because the breaker has come, you have the right every moment of your life to go into the Holy of Holies. The breaker has made the way. He said every angel, every archangel of hell, every principality, every power, he tore down and spoiled. 
at his crucifixion and resurrection, everything Satan had, he broke through the veil of sin, he tore it apart, and he's the high priest's blood of his own body. He came to the next, what was it? There was the veil of sickness that held over the people, and he tore it apart. He was wounded for our transgression, and by his stripes were healed. He went to the great veil yonder of sickness, the great veil of sin, and he went to the great veil of worry. He went to the great veil of fear. He tore every one of them down. He's the breaker, and he ascended so high and he received a name above every name that's named in the heavens above or the earth below and the world to come God taking that lovely one who stooped down so low but he took our place so we didn't have to break it and so it wouldn't break us he sits today the mighty conqueror he would come down in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 and he'd say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. You better not do anything without the spirit of the Lord. You need his spirit. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year or the year of jubilee. The acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Now, so what is it? Don't, don't keep pushing that off to another time. This hour that we're living in is our hour. It's our time. It's our moment. It's our year of jubilee. So therefore, we cannot sit still and let the devil put clamps on our worship. Put clamps on what we believe or, or put chains of circumstances upon it. We can't allow that to happen. It's already been broken. Psalms 107, 13 said they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death. And what? Break their bands in sunder. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. This is what we, we heard, you know, Brother Branham talking about the, the bars that held people and they were held behind bars and then Brother Branham helped me and he said, I don't have no strength to do nothing about them bars. I can't break them. I can't open it up. I don't know what to do. And he said, help us, please help us. Yes. And he said, I, I, he said, all of a sudden he saw a great light and he began to, began to say, house of hell, give way to the name of Jesus. And he said, when he spoke those words, that bar began to break. What was it? It was the breaker. Brother Branham couldn't deliver this message on his own. He couldn't deliver the people of God for an exodus. No, no, no more than Moses could with a rod and a donkey. He was ill-equipped, but he had the light. And the light was going before him. Moses didn't go there by himself to Egypt. The light was already there. William Branham didn't come to Laodicea by himself. The light was already here. And it was breaking. And it was breaking upon the people that you don't have to sit where you are. You don't have to be bound by drugs and alcohol and spirits of hell. You can be free. This is a year of jubilee. 
This may turn take just a bit of a left turn, but bear with me. Matthew 21 and verse 12. Look at the breaker. Jesus went into the temple of God, and he cast out all them that were sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. The next verse. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. What did it have to be? It had to be a breakthrough take place. These people had sat with traditions after year after year after year and they'd put clamps upon their worship. They'd put clamps and they had to do so much or do this, pay penance, buy this, do this. And they'd put it all there and God said, your offerings are as a stench. I didn't want an offering that you bought. Somebody else raised and you, they went through all the sacrifice. I wanted you to come and present a sacrifice. I wanted you to lay it on the altar and it'd be something that meant something to you, but you was giving it to me. But they turned the house of worship, amen, into nothing but a tradition. It was just a good service on Sunday and we'll have another one on Wednesday. And we're gonna do this and we're gonna sing so many songs and we're gonna have a prayer and we're gonna sing so many songs. We're gonna have this, we're gonna do that. And there's no room for the spirit of God to move in the house of God and it's all been clamped down. Somebody gets to shouting and singing. People online are making fun and they're making jokes and carrying on. What is it? They're trying to put clamps on the worship. But the breaker came through. He said, let's clean all of this out so we can have some church. So that's what he's doing tonight. He said, let's go ahead and let's clean out all the bitterness tonight. Let's clean out all the unforgiveness tonight. Let's clean all out the old hard feelings tonight. Let's clean out all the things that we've been holding on for hundreds of years, traditions of men. Let's just clean them all out. And if he has to, he'll pray to will. Whatever he's got to do to clean it out, he's going to thoroughly purge his floor. Why? Because he wants to be worshiped. He wants to be praised. He wants to be adored. He wants everything you got. He wants a sacrifice of praise. Not a tradition, not just, well, I'm here tonight and I'm just going to pay my due. No, I'm here for one thing. God saved me. God healed me. God delivered me. God's done so much for me. God's done so much for me. I can't but help tell it all. I can't help but praise him. I can't help but worship him. Oh, let the breaker come through tonight. Let him break those hard feelings. Let him break them complexes. Let him break those fears. Let him break it all off of you. Then the lame can be healed and the blind can be healed and cancer be driven out. Let the breaker come through. I don't care if it breaks me into pieces. I want to be broken and laid upon his altar. Hallelujah, can you, can you stay standing? And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple. 
saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Worshiping him and giving him glory that he was due. This was what he was desiring. Not a forced worship. Something coming from the heart. How long has it been since your heart worshiped? And you allowed yourself to just let go and let God have his way. He said, well, you trying to get us to dance? No, I'm trying to let you, get you to let go. I don't care if you sit in your seat and you squall like a baby or whatever happens to you, it does not matter as long as you let go and let God have his way. That's all that matters. Amen. Amen. So the breaker can come through and he can heal and he can deliver and he can set free. And then you can begin to scream, Hosanna to the son of David. But they were sore displeased. And he said unto them, hearest thou what these say? And they said unto him, hear, would you hear what they're saying to you? He says, yeah, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Those that have been on the breast of El Shaddai, those that have been nursing strength, the mouth of babes, thou hast perfected praise. God don't want sloppy praise. He wants perfect praise. God don't want half praise. He wants all of it. God wants everything you can offer. Don't you ever forget how powerful when you begin to just lift up your hands and begin to worship God and thank him for what he done for you today. I wonder, I heard I seen a sign just the other day said, what would you have tomorrow if you only thanked him for, that you only, if you only got what you thanked him for today? Mercy Jesus. Amen. You got to, he wants perfect praise. He wants you to lay it aside and say, you know what? I got time. Because he took time for me. And he came down and he laid down his life and he went down to hell so I ain't got to go to hell. And he went down to took death so I ain't got to take death. Oh, God's done so much for me. Has he done something for you? Has he set you free? Has he delivered you? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Then I would say, let the perfected praise come forth. Let it come forth out of your mouth and say, God, I'm thanking you right now for the victory. Because you're the Lord of the breakthrough. I may not have it in my hands, but my breakthrough is in your hands. And I'm going to praise you till I receive it. Oh, yes. Let the breaker come through. Don't resist the breaker. Hallelujah, don't resist the breaker. Let him come through and till up the fallowed ground. Move out of sight all the rocks and the roots and the things that's been in the way. And just let all that go. Say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. I was just watching that flavor the other day with the brothers there up in Pennsylvania of David. And he was in the middle of the battle. And the prophet told him, he said, you know what, David? Don't pick up your sword, pick up your harp. He said, my harp? 
And this time, Saul's after me. He's going to kill me. I, I got I to gotta, I gotta fight. No, just play, David, if you want to live. Just play. And he began to play. And he began to sing. And they displayed it as the Spirit of the Lord just came down, began to settle all over the people till it even changed the very heart of Saul. Come on now. Put down your sword and pick up your praise. Just start praising him. You know, yeah, it's all through the Bible. That's all you got to do. You say, well, I got an enemy all around me. Well, you can't do nothing about it. No, how? Just lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for the victory. You're going to move through this. How I don't even have the answer for it, but you got the answer. And I'm going to just stand here and praise you while you fight this battle. I'm not, because this battle's too big for me. I can't do it. I can't handle it. It's too many people and too much stuff. But I'm going to praise you, and you're going to work on my side, and you're going to bring deliverance on my behalf. How many feels like you're surrounded right now? Then start praising him. How many feels like you don't have no hope? Then start praising him. He's here. Wash his feet. Wash his feet for just a moment. You allowed him to sit there with dirt, just wash it for a moment. Maybe tears start coming out. Repentance and things and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. That's all it takes. Father, we praise you tonight, Lord. We praise you in the middle of our storm. We praise you for all that you have done for us in our lives. We praise you for what you're doing here at Evening Light Tabernacle, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It may look like we're surrounded, but if we'll keep praising, we'll be surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We praise you, Father. You're the breaker, Lord. You're the breaker, Lord. Oh, break out upon your people, Lord. Break out upon the hard hearts and the things that's held back. Lord, pull up the root of bitterness. Pull up the, the things of the rocks and piles of things that we've allowed to stop the wells of God. Lord, move it all out, God. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We love you, Father. There's none like you, Lord. Lord, I want to say how much I love you. I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, Lord. Father, you're mending hearts. You're touching lives. You're gathering together a people for a rapture. God, we're any moment expecting a body change. God, not, let us not some dumb rock keep us from going. Some root, Lord. God, may we just pull it all out. Say, God, I'm here to give you my sacrifice. I'm here to lay myself on the altar, Lord. Lord, that's what you wanted. You wanted your them. You, you didn't necessarily want a lamb or a dove. You wanted them. God, that's what you want today. You want us, Lord, laid upon the altar of God. Say, Lord, I give myself to you. Break her, come and break upon me, Father. Break upon my life, Father, that I can give you truly perfect praise, glory, and honor. Love that you deserve because every praise.
belongs to you, Father. Oh, Lord, we love you, Father. We praise you, Lord. in our mind the altar is just a place of repentance it is a place to come to the Lord and it is but the altar was a place to be washed it was a place to lay yourself upon worship don't ever look at it as well them sore them poor sinners look at it no 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 if they are a sinner we ought to be praising God anyway Sometimes it's just good to just sit down and kneel down before him and say, Lord, I want to put myself here. I need the breaker to come in my life, upon my heart, upon me. I want to let you come if you feel that in your heart. I feel there's somebody here. Lord, cast me not away from thy presence. Lord, renew that first love. Renew that first love, Lord. Renew that first love. Lord, come in my temple. If you got to get a whip, get it. But Lord, whatever it is, drive it out so I can worship you. So that the scars can be healed and the pain can be moved away. Spirits of every kind can be driven out. So worship can take place in this temple. talk to him today talk to him today if you're out there in the audience just put yourself on the altar don't leave here the same make sure the breaker comes through your temple 
Make sure he cleans every corner, cleans every spot. Some places you've allowed to get dusty and dark. Lord, let your light shine in every corner. Let it shine in every part of my life, Father. Lord, let the breaker come through and wash out all those things. Lord, that I can have freedom again in my spirit and I can have love and peace and happiness and joy. I can have it, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Renew our right spirit. Victory to victory. There you go. Oh, I. 
come into his presence. When I come into his presence, I humble myself. I lift up both my hands. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I begin to worship him. Oh, I worship.
about it, why don't you just go ahead and tell them about it? You're a great God. You overcome cancer. You overcome sugar diabetes. You overcome torment spirit. You overcome devil's lying spirit. You overcome chains of sin. You are a breaker. Come on. He's a great God. He has done great things.
Christian.